Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. following is a recording from Select Poems, written by Edgar Allan Poe. We could not produce a full episode this week, as I will be traveling. We hope to bring you at least three more episodes in celebration of the best holiday of the year. Look for them each Friday in the following weeks. Alone, by Edgar Allan Poe. From childhood's hour I have not been, as others were, I have not seen. As others saw, I could not bring my passions from the common spring. From the same source I have not taken, my sorrow I could not awaken. My heart to joy at the same tone, and all I loved, I loved alone. Then, in my childhood, at the dawn of a most stormy life, was drawn. From every depth of good and ill, the mystery which binds me still. From the torrent or the fountain, from the red cliff of the mountain, from the sun that round me rolled in its autumn tint of gold, from the lightning in the sky as it passed me flying by, from the thunder and the storm, and the cloud which took the form when the rest of heaven was blue of a demon in my view. Once upon a midnight dreary while I pondered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Only this, and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember, it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow, vainly had I sought to borrow, from my books surcease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore. For the rare and radiant maiden, whom the angels named Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken, sad, uncertain rustling of each purple curtain, thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before, 
so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, tis some visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor entreating entrance at my chamber door. This it is, and nothing more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, I said, or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is I was napping, and so gently you came a-rapping, and so faintly you came a-tapping, tapping at my chamber door, that I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door. Darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there, wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the darkness gave no token, and the only word there was spoken, the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word, Lenore. Merely this, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning. Soon again I heard the tapping, somewhat louder than before. Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see, then, what thereat is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when, with many a flirt and flutter, and there stepped a stately raven from the saintly days of yore. Not the least obstinance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but, when mean of lord or lady, Perched upon my chamber door, perched upon the bust of Pillus, just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad face fancy into smiling, by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Through thy crest be shown and shaven thou, said I, Art surely no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven, wandering from the nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on this night's Plutonian shore. Quoth the raven, Nevermore. Much I marveled this ungainly fowl to hear discourse so plainly, though it answer little meaning, little relevancy bore. For we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was pleased with seeing bird or beast upon the sculptured bust above his chamber door with such a name as Nevermore. But the raven, sitting lonely on the placid bust, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word he did outpour. Nothing further than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, 
till I scarcely more than murmured. Other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, Nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken, doubtless, said I, what it utters is its only stock and store, caught from some unhappy master, whom unmercifully disaster followed fast and followed faster, still his songs one burden bore, tell the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore, of never, nevermore. But the raven still beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, straight I wheeled a cushion seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then upon the velvet sinking, I bestook myself to linking, fancy unto fancy, thinking, what this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore, meant by croaking, nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing, but no syllable expressing, to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burden my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining, on the cushion's velvet lining, that the lamplight gloated o'er. But whose velvet violet lining, with the lamplight's glowed o'er, she shall pass. Ah, nevermore. Then bethought the air grew denser, perfumed with an unseen censer, swung by seraphim, whose footfalls tinkled on the truffled floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee, by these angels he hath sent thee, respite, respite, independent from thy memories of Lenore. Quaif, O oh quaif, this kind nepenth, and forget this lost Lenore. Quoth the raven, Nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, whither tempter sent, or whither temptest tossed thee here ashore, desolate, ye all undaunted, on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted. Tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore. Quote the raven, Nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, by that heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore. Tell this soul with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden it shall clasp a sainted maiden whom the angels named Lenore. Clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels named Lenore. Quote the raven, Nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked upstarting. Get thee back into the tempest and the night's plutonian shore. 
Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit thy bust above my door. Take thy beak from out thy heart. Take thy form from off my door. Quote the raven, Nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting, on the pallid bust of pillars above my chamber door. And his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming, and the lamplight o'er him streaming throws his shadow on the floor. And my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. Ulaloom by Edgar Allan Poe The skies they were ashen and sober, the leaves they were crisp and sere, the leaves they were withering and sere. It was night in the loathsome October of my most immemorial year. It was hard by the dim lake of Auber, in the misty mid-region of Weir. It was down by the dank tarn of Auber, and the ghoul-haunted woodland of Weir. Here once, through an alley titanic, of cypress I roamed with my soul. Of Cyprus was Psyche, my soul. There were the days when my heart was volcanic, as the scoriac rivers that roll, as the lavas that restlessly roll. There, sulfurous currents down Yannick, in the ultimate climbs of the pole, that groan as they roll down Mount Yannick, in the realms of the boreal pole. Our talk had been serious and somber, but our thoughts, they were placid and sere. Our memories were treacherous and sere. For we knew not the month was October, and we marked not the night of the year. Ah, night of all nights in the year. We noted not the dim lake of Auber, though once we had journeyed down there. We remembered not the dank tarn of Auber, nor the ghoul-haunted woodland of Weir. And now, as the night was senescent, and the star-dials pointed to morn, the star-dials hinted of morn, at the end of our path a luminescent, a nubulous luster was born, out of which a miraculous crescent arose with a dubious horn, arose with a duplicate horn. Astare's bedamonded crescent, distant with its duplicate horn. And I said, She is warmer than Diane. She rolls through an ether of sighs. She revels in a region of sighs. She has seen that these tears are not dry on, these cheeks where the worm never dies and has come past the stars of the lion 
to point us the path to the skies, to the lethal peace of the skies, come up in despite of the lion, to shine on us with her bright eyes, come up through the lair of the lion, with love in her luminous eyes. But Psyche uplifted her finger, said, Sadly, this star I mistrust, her pallor I strangely mistrust. Ah, hasten, ah, let us not linger, ah, fly, let us fly, we must. In terror she spoke, letting sink her, wings till they trailed in the dust. In agony, sober, letting sink her, plumes till they trailed in the dust. Till they sorrowfully trailed in the dust. I replied, This is nothing but dreaming. Let us on by this tremulous light. Let us bathe in this crystalline light. Its syllabic splendor is beaming with hope and in beauty tonight. See, it flickers up in the sky through the night. Ah, we safely may trust to its gleaming and be sure it will lead us aright. We safely may trust to its gleaming that cannot but guide us aright. Since it flickers up to heaven through the night. Thus I pacified Psyche and kissed her and tempted her out of her gloom and conquered her scruples and gloom as we passed to the end of the vista but where stopped by the door of a tomb, by the door of a legended tomb. And I said, what is written, sweet sister, on the door of this legended tomb? She replied, Oolaloom, Oolaloom. Tis the vault of thy lost Oolaloom. Then my heart grew ashen and sober as the leaves that were crisp and sear, as the leaves that were withering and sear. And I cried, it was surely October on this very night of last year that I journeyed, I journeyed down here, that I brought a dread burden down here. On this night of all nights in the year, Ah, uh, what demon has tempted me here? Well, I know now. This dim lake of Auber. This misty mid-region of Weir. Well, I know now. This dank tarn of Auber. This school-haunted woodland of Weir. Said we, then the two then. Ah, can it? Have been the woodlandish ghouls, the piteous merciful ghouls, to bar up our way and to ban it from the secret that lies in these woods, from the thing that lies hidden in these woods, have drawn up the specter of a planet from the limbo of lunary souls, this sinfully silented planet from the hell of the planetary souls.
Annabelle Lee by Edgar Allan Poe. It was many and many a year ago, in a kingdom by the sea, that a maiden there lived, whom you may know by the name of Annabelle Lee. And this maiden she lived with no other thought than to love and be loved by me. She was a child, and I was a child, in this kingdom by the sea. But we loved with a love that was more than love, I and my Annabelle Lee, with a love that the winged seraphs of heaven coveted her and me. And this was the reason that, long ago, in this kingdom by the sea, a wind blew out of a cloud by night, chilling my Annabelle Lee, so that her high-born kinsman came and bore her away from me to shut her up in a sepulcher in this kingdom by the sea. The angels, not half so happy in heaven, when envying her and me, yes, that is the reason, as all men know, in this kingdom by the sea, that the wind came out of the cloud, chilling and killing my Annabelle Lee. But our love, it was stronger by far than love, of those who were older than we, of many far wiser than we, and neither the angels in heaven above nor the demons down under the sea can ever dissever my soul from the soul of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. For the moon never beams without bringing me dreams of the beautiful Annabelle Lee, and the stars never rise but I see the bright eyes of the beautiful Annabelle Lee. And so, all the night tide, I lie down by the side of my darling, my darling, my life and my bride, in her sepulcher there by the sea, in her tomb by the side of the sea. Devilry was written and produced by me, Matthew William Motzinger. Music by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoy listening to Devilry and would like to help support us, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. To stay up to date on all things Devilry, you can follow us on Twitter at DevilryPod or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash devilrypodcast. We will not be posting a transcript of this episode as this is not an original work of Devilry. Stay weird. My devils.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.